if Shane had just whipped his dick out when Lem died, maybe Larry would actually remember him doing it. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> pile on into Curly's Clubhouse, uh, Mackie's Clubhouse palate cleanser episode, where we're talking about the Three Stooges. I'm Kevin. I'm Larry. And here we are. We're going to be discussing a, uh, a made-for-TV movie about the lives of the Three Stooges and the, the Three Stooges in general. Um, but mostly the main reason we had to talk about this movie was the fact that Michael Chiklis of The Shield stars as Curly Howard in this movie. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh... I, I was totally unaware of this movie. Uh, I didn't know this ex- existed until a few weeks ago. You brought it up to me. Yeah. And, uh, so we had to we had to pay four dollars to watch yeah. this on Amazon. <laughs> I don't know if it was money well spent. Got to be honest. I hadn't seen this thing since I was in high school when it came out. Like I watched it because I'm a huge fan of the Three Stooges. So I'm like, all right, I'll watch this. And I remember it being okay, but. Looking back now that we've watched it again uh, with fresh eyes, it is very melodramatic and, and very sappy, and I don't know. Feels like it, it missed a lot of things too. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I don't know how truthful this is. Like even at yeah. the beginning, they're like, "This is a movie based on some shit with the three Stooges that are involved." And I'm like, all right, but I don't know. Like I don't know how much of this is fact and what's you know made up for the tv yeah they definitely threw out they definitely were covering their asses with that because i think there's a lot of fudging especially like one thing i I was looking up doing a little bit of research and apparently you know mo and shemp and uh curly they had two other brothers (laughs) oh they did yeah there were there were five boys in that family um but there's no mention of them like he's holding a picture of you know him and shemp and curly and where's the other brothers Oh, well, you know, maybe they're like, uh, you know, they just wrote him out of his life, you know, yeah. like they do, like they did with Richie's older brother on Happy Days, Chuck. He he was there and then Chuck never existed again. Yeah, that's um, one of the weirdest things in Psychon Mystery. It's just like, where did this kid go? <laughs> now, like, I, I do hear what you're saying. This movie is melodramatic. It's, you know, it's not very funny. Like, you know, it, it, it can be funny. But it's not like it's it's not like them just being it's not what am I trying to say? It's not like the um, Will Sasso and Sean Hayes and that other guy, three students. Where it's <laughs> no, them no, yucking no, it up. No. This is literally just their lives like, OK, hey, they filmed today. But afterwards, Larry's gambling and Curly's womanizing and. So it is sappy, and it is very made for TV. You can tell. It's, oh yeah, it's got that <laughs> low budget. Yeah, very dry. All that being said, I really liked it, man. I did yeah. like this movie. I watched. I'm watching it now. I watched it twice now, and I have it on for a third time while we're just doing this. As I'm just staring at it as <laughs> as we talk or whatever. But I really liked it. I thought the three leads, like I thought. They all did a really good job. The guy who plays Larry is very good at it. Yes, uh, really Michael is. Chiklis is very fucking good in this movie. <laughs> Not going to lie, he totally is. He's so good in this movie. Like, I buy it for a while. I mean, at some point, you... You're not even like you're just watching Curly. Like, you forget it's Chickless at times. Like, he just yeah, a lot very of, good. 
a lot of the physicality, like he really nailed, and a lot of the just the the noises that Curly would make. I thought he did a very good job of capturing all that. And yeah, he's very good. Impressive. That scene uh, where he's eating like that oyster soup, and he's you know the, the oysters <laughs> eating his cracker or whatever. He's so fucking good in that scene. He really is. And it's not you know it's not very physical. It's more just reactionary and you know getting spit in the face, and it's just really good. He's yeah, very but good. he even had like this you know how Curly would kind of slap himself in the face. Yeah, no, that angry. is true. Like, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. So it was very very well done. Yeah. Um, the only times where I was like this is weird is the part where he had hair and the mustache and he was doing that bit on stage and he swallowed the thing and he was yeah. like trying to lead the orchestra and he looked very serious and not even in like a curly serious way like a this is Vic Mackey about to shoot somebody serious in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm kind of scared of this guy. I don't yeah. know how funny this is. <laughs> Holy hell. Like you do, you do not expect Vic Mackey to pull this off. Because whenever you said about this movie, and I was like, what? And I was like, oh, this has to be the worst thing on the history of, or in the history of movie. But it's really not. No, it's it's not bad at all. They, I mean, they did try for a TV movie. They put some effort in. It's just it doesn't always look the greatest. But I, they did a fairly good job of telling the story. I think the most melodramatic part of it for me is the framing device. Uh, where Mo in present day is kind of meeting with, you know, this guy who wants to bring him back and have him do this big show again. Uh, yeah. And, you know, kind of revive their careers and stuff like that, which I'm glad because it, it gives it a bit of a heartwarming kind of a feel to it. But it's a little over the top for me. It is. It's nostalgia type. It, it, it's a it's a Valentine to the to the Three Stooges, basically. Yeah. The place uh, where you could see the budget to me the most was uh, the fact that this movie takes place, you know, from the time Mo is like, you know, uh, probably in his early twenties, all the way till the time he's, I don't know, in his early sixties, probably. Right. Late fifties. They never look any older. <laughs> At all. He looked I, I get it. <laughs> I know, but still. They do gray him up a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Like if you look up pictures of Mo when he was older in like real life, you're like, oh god, that doesn't even look like Mo. Yeah, like, <laughs> he's got, he's, like white hair and shit. Got, like, yeah, bright white hair, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Much thinner looking. Mm-hmm. Gout. Oof. Is that the word gout? gout? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I'm not a thesaurus. What the fuck? <laughs> you know you don't like to read. No. <laughs> um, did I see Mel Gibson as an executive producer as the credits were rolling on this bad boy? Oh, I missed that. Yeah, I didn't. I, 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 didn't, I didn't look it up. I just wrote down Mel Gibson executive producer question mark because that hurts it right there. That's oh, you know what? Wasn't he in uh, like Lethal Weapon? He was a big fan of the Stooges, right? Maybe that was a, a real thing. Oh, kind of, yeah. Remember he was right, kind of doing curly stuff in that movie. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, I haven't seen that movie in a long time, but yes. Wow. Uh, let me see. This like does IMDb list like exec? Oh yeah, it does have executive. Pro- oh, here it is. Mel Gibson. Is it him? Uh, I would imagine it's him. Yeah, yeah. it's fucking him. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. I don't know if it's cool. (laughs) I mean, he's a big name. Yeah, yeah, he's a big name, yeah. (laughs) 
And he didn't have the stink on him by the time, you know, 2000 rolled around. So, yeah, is that what year this came out? Uh, yes, I believe it was the year 2000 exactly. All right. It seems like it was kind of a big deal. Like, it was on the cover of TV Guide. So, you know, that's that's prestigious space right there in the year 2000. I bet for sure I looked at it and I was like, oh, fucking chickless is fucking curly. Fuck that shit. Because that's how I was in 2000. <laughs> I think it made more sense back then. Like, now you're like, Michael Chiklis is curly. But, like, he was just a commission at that point. Like, he was known for being, like, a goofy kind of weirdo. Like, he wasn't taken seriously, so it made more sense. Ah, that is true. Yeah, he was just kind of like, oh, here's this goofy fat guy. Yeah, that's probably what I thought. Like, oh, you put the commission as fucking curly? (laughs) Fuck that movie. Never never even heard of the other two guys. Yeah. Um, Wonder what channel this aired on. Um, I want to say it was ABC. I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> Probably the ABC Family Sunday Night Family Movie or whatever. Yeah, I could definitely see that, yeah. <laughs> um, it was directed by, let me look here. I think his name's James Frawley. Let's see if he's ever done anything. Uh, oh, he directed oh, the Muppet so Movie. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Well, that's, that's pretty good. Cool. The Monkees, he worked on that show. Ally McBeal. Never saw Ally McBeal, but I love me some monkeys. Yeah, the monkeys were great. Yeah, Hell yeah. So, all right, well, the Muppet movie, I mean, that's that's street cred to me. Hell yeah. Yeah, we're down with that. That's great. Oh, Palumbo, six episodes. Scarecrow and Mrs. King. Magnum P.I. What was Scarecrow and Mrs. King? Uh, that was another, like, uh, I think it was like a husband-wife type of de- uh, detective thing, like a heart-to-heart thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I thought think... it was like a guy who was like a scarecrow brought to life. <laughs> oh, no, no. There's another, like, bullshit. <laughs> he solves mysteries. I never watched any of those. I've never watched Cagney and Lacey. I've never watched Scarecrow and Mrs. King. Heart. I did watch Heart to Heart here and there. Hmm. But I don't know. Magnum. Never watched Magnum P.I. either. Never watched any of that shit. Yeah, that was a little bit before my time and didn't seem worth going back to. <laughs> okay, so the guy who plays Mo, his real name's Paul Ben Victor. Mm-hmm. We who know we him saw as... this. Yeah. Yeah, it's on this season on The Shield and uh, that one episode playing Paul Reyes, the guy running this, the citywide uh, street crime detail. Yeah, he wanted Vic to join up with him. He's like, listen, Vic, you and the strike team got to come over here and Vic's like, hey, we got IAD on our ass. And he's like, ah, fuck IAD. And then at the end, he's like, ah, yeah, you guys really have IAD on your ass. I can't get involved with this bullshit. (laughs) Turns out we can't fuck IAD, so (laughs) you're fucked. Um, So he does a pretty good job. I think he's solid as Mo. Yeah, I think he did a good job. Um, The voice definitely sounds different. Like, Mo was very... Like, he was tough, but, like, in a higher register, and so he was, like, more animated. Whereas this guy's kind of playing it more laid back, but it wasn't bad. Like, I think that's probably more of what Mo was probably like in real life. Yeah, I would imagine. The exaggerated character version. Yeah, so they kind of portray Mo as the father type of the group. Like, he's the guy in charge of everything. He makes all the decisions for them. Everybody just kind of goes along with whatever Mo tells them because Mo knows the business and Mo's been negotiating and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so Larry, eventually Larry's kind of like, this is bullshit. You know what I mean? But 
Curly's all about, you know, whatever Mo says, I'm cool with. Yeah, at yeah. least at first. He does kind of buck against it later, it seems like. But but yeah. Mo seems very buttoned down and fiscally responsible, and he's always pinching his pennies and stuff like that, yeah. um, which is kind of in sharp contrast to the other Stooges. <laughs> um, and it does seem like his business skills, as much as you know he was the leader and stuff, he didn't quite do the best job, it seems like. Um, like he, I guess he never really pressed them. And he just kind of took the, the deal that they were offered and never went back to the studio and, you know, was like, hey, can we re- renegotiate? Like, he was just, nope, we're sticking with this guy. This guy likes us. We're going to stay here. Yeah. We're not going to take any of their offers or anything like that. We're just going to do this. And then they ended up not getting residuals for a long time because uh, basically the studio fucked him over. Yeah. You can't, tr- you can't trust a man, Jank. No. That life. Never trust a man. Fucking horse shit. um so and the guy that plays larry is played by evan handler Mm -hmm. i don't know i i know i've seen this guy here or there um i i couldn't tell you where i've seen him but i've seen him but he's yeah i want to say that he was um I think he made it big on like Sex in the City or something like that, which is why we've never seen him. But I mean, that's I probably where I have seen him. Like I, I, oh, okay. I did watch Sex in the City for a little while here and there, back in the day. Like it's, it's actually a funny show. It is. It, I, I like it. But I just, I don't, I couldn't watch. It. I, I couldn't give you an every episode thing. I've only seen maybe ten or twelve of them, but it's actually very funny. Oh, look at this! He was in the movie Ransom with Mel Gibson. I never I saw that's that. the connection there. Oh, that could be. Yeah, there you go. He was like, this guy looks like Larry. Yeah, he does. He does look like Larry, and I think he sounds he like Larry. He he's the, he's the closest to the the main three for me. He's yeah. very good. He looks like him, and he sounds like him. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. He seems the most like his his real life counterpart to me. Yeah. Um, with Michael Chiklis, probably a close behind but oh, yeah yeah chickless think... is close yeah um now now throughout the movie they portray larry as he's free spending he's he likes to gamble he's a gambler he's always on you know talking about the ponies we see at one point like he's really like huddled around the radio as he's listening to a baseball game because he, he's like oh, i just lost a bunch of money there's a good scene that you referenced at the top of the show there um yeah. And it seems like, I think it seems later in life, too, like even the wife was kind of in on the ponies. Because at one point she says something to, I don't know, one of them about like, oh, yeah, I told him not to bet on the third, you know, on the number three horse yesterday (laughs) type of thing. So it seems like they were both kind of in on it. Well, I think that uh, wasn't that his wife in the first scene where uh, he's like, who should I bet on tomorrow? And she's like, ah, they're all nags. You shouldn't pick any of them. Like, yeah, so oh, yeah, she's yeah. kind of along for that ride since the beginning. Oh, that's true, yeah. And uh, I think they mentioned, I don't know if this was in the movie or just I saw it in the research, but apparently they were so, you know, just throwing money out the window, and his wife hated doing housework, so they pretty much lived in hotels, like, most of their lives. I would do and, that. Uh, yeah, why not? I love a hotel. Yeah. I'm sure you get a good rate. Hell Yeah. <laughs> living there full time yeah. so i guess his daughter pretty much was raised in hotels which doesn't sound like a bad life to me oh it's like my bodyguard <laughs> i'll live it um also we should mention too like i i 
In addition to, in, in, as far as the movie goes, in addition to the storyline where they're trying to bring the, the Stooges back via a revival, in the meantime, Mo is in a position like where he's kind of like a errand boy to Harry. Uh, what the fuck's Harry's last name? Do you remember? Uh, no. Harry Cohn. Oh, no, was not it Harry Cohn? Because Cohn's the guy who died, the, the bald guy, right? Yeah, not him. Who Who's the guy with the glasses? Like the guy that gave him the break at the studio. Yeah, I think he was like a newer studio guy at the time. I forget what his character yeah, was. Yeah, but now old Mo is still loyal to this guy. He brings him his sandwiches. He goes and gets his car washed and waxed for him. Like he's kind of his errand boy, just like – and it's almost like uh, Mo explains it away as like, it's a mitzvah. Well, I don't know what I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's just basically like, hey, this guy gave me a break early in life, so I'm, you know, I'm he, I'm loyal. I'm gonna be loyal to this dude. Yeah, it's kind of like uh like um, Michael in Grand Theft Auto Five, working for that Solomon Richards guy at the studio, <laughs> <laughs> doing doing the shit he doesn't want to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, it's kind of it's so sad that like these guys made all this money, but then now Mo is basically. Just slipping around, doing odd jobs for this guy. Yeah, like here's your corned beef sandwich. Yeah, <laughs> doing things a PA should be doing, and he's like in his probably 60s at this point. That is very sad. Uh, we should also mention about Larry that uh, he they show him like he got his start basically playing the violin uh, in like a kind of violin comedy act. Which uh, apparently I've read in real life that the the reason he started playing the violin was because when he was a kid his dad was like a jeweler. Or, like, a watch repair guy. And uh, he had this bottle of, like, acid that he would use to clean the diamonds or whatever on his desk. And Larry tried to drink it. <laughs> Young Larry was like, oh, this must be good. And he went back to drink it. Uh, his dad managed to knock it out of his hand. But it spilled all over his fucking arm. So Larry's arm was, like, badly damaged and shit like that. So the doctors had him start playing the violin just to kind of re-strengthen those muscles that he had, you know, basically burned off. Oh, Wow, yeah. I didn't know any of that. Very good at it. So uh, yeah, again, like, why did you put this in the movie? This is incredibly interesting. Yeah, that is a yeah. I hear you. I mean, it's only an hour and a half. You know, they probably only had a two-hour window, and you know, you got to put your commercials in. So yeah, you got to leave some things out because you know, I, 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 this movie doesn't drag for me. Like, there's always they're mm-hmm. moving forward. Yeah, that's very true. It's got a good clip to it. Yeah. Now, the other storyline we're running is obviously the Young Stooges and how they became the act that they were, because they originally started off as like a they worked for this guy named Ted Healy. Now, I don't know. I don't know if this is true or not. I would imagine it's true, but yeah, he was the star. True. And like there were you can actually watch these videos somewhere like that soup to nuts one that they reference. Like that's on YouTube. You can find it. Oh, okay. So Ted Healy was like the ringleader. He was the boss, and he would pay them, I think, a hundred bucks a week to like be the Three Stooges, basically. But they had Shemp at this point. It was Mo, Larry, and Shemp. And Shemp was played by John Casser, I think is the guy's name is, or how you yeah. That's <laughs> this the guy. That's the toughest him. one for me. Where I was yeah. not buying him as Shemp. I don't. Yeah, I didn't buy him as Shemp too too much i don't think he's terrible but i he's yeah he's the least believable for sure 
Yeah, every once in a while, one of the th- like noises he would make that's like, oh, that's kind of Shemp like. But like, other than the fact that they gave him like the goofy, you know, long hair, like other than that, he didn't really look like Shemp, and he didn't really sound like Shemp. <laughs> yeah, and I, I don't know, it just wasn't wasn't there for me. Even his performance was kind of weird. Like, I get that Shemp is neurotic, but it wasn't a good good version of being a neurotic weirdo. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. I, I didn't love it either, but yeah. uh, I think this guy voiced the Crypt Keeper on Tales from the Crypt. Oh wow! I yeah. can kind of see that now. Yeah, I should, that does sound familiar. Um, and then Larry's married to this lady named Babe, Mabel Fine, and Mabel is fine. Let me let you, <laughs> tell you that. Larry, Larry picked a good one there. Yeah, I did. Um, so. Basically, we see them like like we were saying that the Ted Healy guy has them like he they're doing their shtick. They're not making the money. They make this soup to nuts movie, though, with with the guy. Oh, and, there's a weird scene like when uh, they're, they're kind of let in on this whole, oh, you're going to Hollywood. Like there's a scene where Ted is like cheating on his wife and then he comes back and his wife's there with a gun. <laughs> Oh yeah, and like, and like, I guess she shot at him, and it just kind of winged him in the hand, and like, no one's acting like this is actually happening. So I was like, is this all a gag? But I think it's supposed to be real. (laughs) I would imagine it's real. Like, you know, back then it was kind of like, you know, how like the wife chased around the guy with the rolling pin, like, (laughs) yeah, shit like that actually went down, man. Yeah, wives are just constantly po- pointing guns and firing them at their husbands. He's like, oh, she just grazed me. I'm fine. Like, you know, it, it's probably ain't the first time she's taken a shot at him is what I'm getting at. Yeah. But, yeah, like, so. no, there's no cops called. No, nothing. <laughs> the studio no. guy's just kind of like, what's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> so just like, oh, this is a, this slow night. <laughs> so they make the Soup to Nuts movie with this dude, this Ted Healy guy. Mm-hmm. And they're at the premiere, and Ted Healy does his big speech, and the studio heads are there. And you see the studio heads, like, they're whispering to each other, like, this thing fucking blows. So <laughs> Ted's all like, One of the yeah, guys even things. does the whole holding his nose. I'm like, it stinks. Yeah, yeah. It's so, <laughs> you know, it's, 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 you know, it's it's not fun. I, I'm trying to fun it up. It, it's definitely not fun like that. Um, <laughs> so Ted gives his big speech, like, this thing's fucking great. Thanks, guys. And he leaves, and then, like, uh, the studio heads are like, hey, Three Stooges, like, uh, we like you guys. Fuck Ted Healy. What do you think? <laughs> so... They're like, I don't know. You go, you got till tomorrow. So th- I guess they decided to do it. But then Ted Healy found out, and apparently he he's got stroke. He had stroke yeah. in Hollywood, As, which is weird because everyone seems to not like him, but yet they'll listen to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know. Very strange. But I guess maybe he was just. It's a contract thing. Like, hey, these guys are under contract with me. You can't have them um, without you know my my sign off essentially. And he wouldn't give it. So I'm assuming that's what happened. So basically the studio guy's like, hey, we we can't be in business with you and yada, yada, yada. They all want to go back east, but they can't go back east because Ted Healy said he's going to blow up the theaters. Yeah. I'm assuming that wasn't literally. (laughs) Unlike (laughs) like that whole gun thing in the last scene. Um, I'm assuming he just meant they're going to like, you know put a bunch of people who would boo them or something like that oh no because uh he does say like they know he's kidding right and they're like yeah but they still don't want to take any chances some kind of line like that they say so they end up going to seattle i think yeah 
a hub of comedy in the yeah. When I think <laughs> hilarious, I think Seattle, Washington. <laughs> um. So then, what happens after that? They go oh, they, yeah, they're going to Seattle, and uh, I think they're on their way back. And Shemp is having a full-on like nervous breakdown at oh. this point. Like he he he's sleeping in the bed with Larry. Moe's up on the top bunk, and uh, Larry just jumps the fuck out of bed. And you're like, oh, what's going on here? And uh, apparently, Shemp pissed the bed. Yeah. <laughs> All over Larry. Yeah, he has a good line there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, something like, uh, like Ted Healy made him piss his pants, and some of it, and mine yeah, as well. Something ended up like on that. me or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what it was. Fucking Larry. That's classic Larry right there, dude. <laughs> yeah, that is classic Larry. So, <laughs> Shemp's like, I-, I gotta go home, man. I can't do this shit. Yeah, he hates getting slapped and stuff like that. He's just not, not he's cut out. He's shaky. So. He's always his hands shaking and stuff. He's scared. He's fucking scared. It's like abuse. Yeah. <laughs> he's being abused. He doesn't want to be abused anymore is what come, it's come down to. But it seems like he's one of those people who's just kind of scared of everything. Like, they go to a hotel and he's just asking him, you know, are there germs here and shit like that? And making his wife check in the closets and stuff Who are like you? <laughs> <laughs> Like, he's just kind of terrified of life yeah. and always kind of looking for, you know, what's what's going wrong. He's very pessimistic. Did, uh, did, I know. It, uh, it doesn't matter. All right. So, anyways, um, <laughs> where, where, where are we at here, Jank? Um, so, they got to find someone new. And uh, Mo says something about, well, I'm not out of brothers yet. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which That's apparently good. is very different, I think, than what happened in real life. Because it sounds like in real life, Mo always didn't think his brother was very funny, and he didn't want him to join the act. Who, Curly? Yeah, Curly. Really? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, that's a big swing and a miss right there. <laughs> now, before we started recording, you said he had two other brothers, right? Yep. And... Uh, no news on them like they weren't showbiz kids or what yeah, i don't think they ever got into show business they must have just stayed out of it and done other normal things <laughs> from what i can what i understand yeah so so yeah curly's doing his own bit at home where he's like leading an orchestra with like a uh what is that thing like a pitch finder what do you call that <laughs> yeah. yeah i guess that's what you call it yeah, One of the things that yeah that you blow into and helps you find your pitch. Yeah. So I don't know. You know, he's doing his own thing. He's got like the you know it's real yuck 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 thing where like you know his uh, tuxedo thing rolls up like a a blind. You know, it's real like old school comedy type thing. But mm-hmm. you know, back back in whatever you back then it was new school. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That was like, the cutting edge. They were dumb. <laughs> do you think, like, like, what? How do you think George Carlin plays to a room like that? Like, oh, are they God. ready for that? I, I don't think they would laugh at all, to be honest. Like, Especially if George shit. Carlin was doing like his, you know, just political stuff. It's like, well, they're not gonna get this. They don't like, care. Just do funny, not just do funny noises. <laughs> That's what they're interested <laughs> in. Why I oughta. Yeah, they, that's the kind of stuff they like. Uh, yeah, they're not in it for the, for the highbrow, well-thought-out jokes. 
So I guess, you know, the, the parents don't want Curly involved with this bullshit, but they take him anyways. Yeah, he's the baby of the brothers, so they're like, they're not ready to let him go. And he's got this big, like, floppy hair and this big mustache and shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's definitely, that was definitely a wig, right? There's no way Chickless oh, yeah. had hair like that back then. Not, no <laughs> chance. <laughs> that was a full head of hair. He was definitely balding as they got to the commission. Yeah. All right, so he ends up cutting his hair off and shit. It's a whole to do. Yeah, they kind of in the in the in the movie they make it look like oh you need your own thing, but really I think in real life they just thought it it wasn't very funny. So they're like we need something goofier. <laughs> yeah, that could be. Um, so the first thing they do is like they bust out like curly. They bring curly into this. They're having a party with all the studio heads and shit, and he comes in dressed up like a like a coal or like a gold mining guy, yeah. and he starts like working the room and shit. And it's actually he's really good. It's really fun. <laughs> he really is. He's doing a lot of the classic curly things, and he's doing it well. And he's he's very charming and likable. And it's it's such a different Vic than we normally see. <laughs> I hear you, man. It's so weird. It's he's got range. Yeah, but he does a good job, and. uh so they get an offer from like uh, Cohen at Columbia. He he wants him. Like they're back in the kitchen or whatever. Yeah, there's like a bidding war in back in the kitchen. Like everyone wants him, but yeah, this Cohen guy's like he's gonna give him all this money. Yeah, he just like, oh okay. Yeah, one guy's like I can't remember like you know MGM. He's all like, hey, I really like you guys. We should work on something. And then the second guy comes in and he's like, hey, you guys. I could have a contract to you by tomorrow morning. And then and then Cohen comes in, and he just has a checkbook, and he just pulls out a pen, and they're like, oh, fuck, we lost. Yeah. We'll give you this much per picture. Yeah. He's already got this down to science. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Um, where are we at? So they go to the Columbia Pictures. He, you know, they, they meet Cohen. He's like, hey, you guys should, uh, I'm going to, we want to make shorts. They're like, oh, shorts, we want to make longs. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Yeah, shorts I mean. definitely the way to go. Yeah, like that That for 90 minutes straight ain't going to work. Yeah, how do you stretch that out? There, None of the plots were that interesting where you're just like, oh, I can't wait. <laughs> like, yes. Just get in there, tell some jokes, do some funny things, and get the fuck out. You can only, you know, fix so many pipes. Before, yeah. You know, <laughs> you get there. Yeah, plumbing so, is funny for a little bit, but not for 90 minutes. Yeah, so they go into the shorts business. Like, they, they get over there. They're kind of into it when they get there because the guy's all like, oh, listen to this, boing, boing. And they start putting the sound effects in, and they're like, hey. Curly's like, I'm not going to get headaches from you punching me in my face anymore and stuff. Yeah, oh, that was a good thing where, like, uh, like Shemp, he was always like, oh, why are you hitting me so hard? Like, they got to hear it in the back. But then when Curly gets brought in, he's like, What's with that hitting me stuff? Like, you got to hit me harder so I can hear it in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. see the difference in their personalities. Yeah. He buys in. <laughs> yeah, um, he's full, full head of steam going ahead with this. So they, they go and make a bunch of shorts. Cohen, Which, by the way, like, we should mention that the guy who did the sound effects, like, they're fucking geniuses. That's a huge part of that whole thing. Oh, hell how yeah. How the sound effects work. Yeah. No, Jank, like... Wait, hold on. Let me mark it here. What's your history with the with the Stooges? Like, were you a Stooges fan? Hell yeah. Um, like when I was a kid, 
there was a station, Channel 26, um, or I think it was originally Channel 50, and then they moved it to Channel 26 at one point. Um, but every, like, Saturday night, they would probably show, like, three or four hours worth of Stooges. Oh, you know, nice. Shorts. Yeah. Yeah, so I would, I mean, most Saturdays I was sitting there watching it because back in those days, you know, you didn't have, uh, you know, all these other options. So it's like you have to wait for something good to be on TV and then make the most of it. So, yeah. so I would watch it pretty much all the time because it was just, this is something that's actually good and, uh, you know, won't, it's not the news or sports or something. So I'll take it. I hear you. I loved it. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to say I was sitting there rolling on the floor laughing but it's it's just like yeah these are fucking great like this holds up yeah they're still good like i i don't watch anymore but same yeah it's been it's been a while yeah it's been a few years but every once in a while i don't know ifc or something will have a big long fucking day of them and you know and if i just happen to be scrolling by like maybe i'll stop in for an episode or two but it's been a year since i've done that but I watched a couple this week. I tried to find some on YouTube, but it's it's hard, man. Like apparently, like you can stream some of them on Amazon Prime, but it's it's all like colorized and shit. It's like who wants that? I definitely <laughs> don't. I do not want that at all. No, it's so off-putting to see this in color. I hate yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I don't like the Stooges in color. Yeah, that was a bad idea. You're just throwing money out the window. And making that the only ones that are available is, is stupid. Yeah. What are you going to do, though? There's got to be something on Amazon, right? There's no Stooges on Amazon? Just the colorized ones, pretty much. Oh, uh, what about YouTube? I know there's I know there's a bunch on YouTube. Yeah, there's a handful on YouTube, but a lot of them you go to the video, and it's like, oh, this is blocked and shit like that. Uh, <laughs> so it's, it's harder than you think, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone did put it up, but, you know, the studio stepped in and was like, no, no, no. Yeah. Or a lot of those are in color, too, so it's just like you can't win. There needs to be some good place to watch all of these without buying, like, all of the sets. Yeah, I don't want to – yeah, I like it. I don't I don't want to put money down like it, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's too much. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's good. All right. So where are we at here? Um, so this is a – Good, a good cool section of the thing where they just kind of show them filming a bunch of these shorts pretty much it's kind of just a scene by scene remake for a little bit of showing you know here's some scenes from their actual shorts and here's these new actors basically doing those parts oh yeah yeah and that cohen guy's watching them in the screening room and he's cracking the fuck up yeah he loves it he fucking loves these guys <laughs> it's the funniest shit he's ever seen yeah uh larry wants to shop them around a little bit like hey listen we got some heat on us some yutzpa let's go uh let's go see what somebody else might offer and Mo's, Mo's, this is where you were like Mo's like nah yeah <laughs> i don't think because <laughs> cone apparently he's like sticking their shorts on like the shitty movies now because he's like oh that'll get people to actually come see it and like he's like oh, do they know how popular they are and he the guy's like no He's like, yeah, make sure it stays that way. So he's trying to, you know, nickel and dime them out of everything and not let them realize how, how much people actually like them. Yeah, that's that's a shame. Yeah, that's very sad. <laughs> he just got fucked over. Uh, you know, another scene, since we're talking about Chicklets, another good scene with him in the movie where I think it's in that where he's watching all these shorts 
But the scene where like he's getting sworn in in court with the, mm-hmm. with the hat on and the cane and the Bible. Yeah, that is very good, too. He's very good in that scene. That's a classic routine, and I'm I'm glad they did it in here. And yeah, you're right. Everything about that was so well created, and he was just perfect. Yep. He really did a good job as Curly. Like he could do the high voice, but then when he was kind of doing his normal voice, you're like, oh, that's definitely much lower than even Curly was. Like you you can hear Curly's real voice sometimes, but this is like, oh yeah, this is scary Big Mackey voice coming down <laughs> Curly. <laughs> Uh, Healy dies. Ted Healy or whatever his name was. Yeah, that was a weird scene. He's just like, oh, he's all celebrating, like, oh, I'm having a baby. This yeah. is the best, but he's being a drunken asshole about it. And apparently, that he got in a fight with some guy that night and just fucking died. That could happen. Yeah. Oh, Don't be a drunken see. asshole, or if you do, just hang around with garbage cans. They can't stab you. Yeah. It's <laughs> true. So we get like uh, we start to get let in that uh, Curly's got health issues because he's taking aspirins, he's got double vision and shit, headaches. Yeah, they kind of show that he was always very hard living. Like he's always going out drinking and you know trying to get with every lady around. Like I guess he was married four times, I think. And like they kind of show he's always got women problems. Like they're always just trying to take advantage of him pretty much, and he's you know. He doesn't know any better. So the other students are kind of like, what's up with this guy? But he he's just kind of living life to the fullest. He's basically the prototype for John Belushi. <laughs> yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> so he, 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 he's out all night one night. Mo's all worried and shit. He gets home at like four in the morning. He comes back to the hotel and like a fan, I don't know, punches him in the face or whatever. Yeah, these ladies are just like beating the shit out of him. Because yeah. they're like, oh, this is just like the movies, but... Like, oh, this really actually hurts. <laughs> yeah. Now, do you, do you, did you happen to notice what room he asked a key for? Oh, I did not. Is it 2.37? It was 2.37. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, was. man, what's going on in that room? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that's weird. I like that. That's a good throw in. Yeah. <laughs> So it says, like, oh, 1946, and we get a scene where, like, Curly just collapses. He has a seizure. Basically, he had a stroke. He just drops. Chickless drops. Yeah. Apparently, in real life, I mean, there was a series of of seizures. Like, he had strokes, you know, several of them over a number of years. Oh. Yeah. So they kind of condensed it. But, yeah, that's why, uh, (laughs) like, at first he seems all right, but then later he's fully, like, paralyzed. That's because he had more strokes. All right, so Cohen, like Cohen, wants Mo and Larry to show up now because you know Curly's out of the picture. He's he had a stroke. He's paralyzed basically. Um, so they think they're getting fired, and Cohen's like, "Nah, I love you guys, but I'm paying for three of you, not two." Like, all right, let's get Shemp. Yep, Shemp, you're back in. Here comes Shemp. <laughs> And Shemp apparently hates it just as much as he used to. Yeah. But he's doing he's willing to do it just until Curly can recover and come back. He's like, I'm only here till yeah, Curly comes back, right? And like, yeah. uh, yeah, right. Yep. <laughs> they know he ain't coming back. That's truthful, back. but yeah, unfortunately he never does come back. Which also begs the question, like, Shemp has you would have thought probably went to see Curly. That's his brother too at some point. 
Yeah, we never see any scenes with them together. No, but you would think he would know that, like, oh yeah, Curly's not coming back. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, in real life, it sounds like um, after the first stroke or two, he did recover somewhat. And there is even, I guess, one short where Curly shows up, not as Curly, but some other like train conductor guy or something like that. Like, so there is one short that has all three, you know, the brothers in there. Really? Yeah. That's cool. That I'd like to see. But I guess he recovered enough to at least do a short, you know, guest star part. So I don't, I don't know that there was no chance yet. I think the obviously once they had the one that paralyzed him, at that point there's really no coming back. But the first couple strokes, I think they did think that, oh yeah, he'll get better. Yeah. But. So as soon as Shemp comes in, they make a movie. He gets popped in the nose. He's already fucking shaking and shit. He hates it already. Yeah. I think that was probably supposed to be foreshadowing for the fact that he died not too long after Curly. Yeah. So he's already, he's got his own health problems, apparently. He yeah. definitely died within like three years of each other, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Shemp died in 55, but Curly died in 52. Yeah. That's, and then that's it, a bummer. For Mo, like in that family, like Jesus Christ, these guys just keep dropping. Yeah, and then I think later on, I think uh, it said like Larry died in '72, and then Mo died like four months later. Yeah, I think Larry died of having strokes too. Like, do you think like all the blows to the head like actually did something? I to- don't know. I mean, I, it can't be good. Yeah. Yeah. They, they probably all smoked like chimneys and shit too, though. Yeah, there's there could be any number of reasons. Yeah. But I, yeah, I guess they said uh, they mentioned it briefly. Like his wife says, you know, Larry's got like a callus on the side of his face from getting slapped all the time. Yeah. That's nuts. All right, so Mo goes in to see Curly, and Curly at this point, like he's paralyzed basically. Like one arm's not really too functional. Yeah. He's not talking. Um, Chickens did a good job in this scene. Like he even portrays, you know, the face of just kind of one side of your face not working the way the other one is. Yeah, it is kind of like yeah, and he does do a good job. Yeah. And Mo gives him a letter. He's like, "Hey, read this letter, man." And basically, the letter was like, uh, "It's kind of like it's the end for you. I need you to just sign away all your likeness rights so we can make money and shit." Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to do a cartoon. We need your likeness and shit. We'll use your voice. Yeah. So, I don't know. So That was, that was pretty brutal. He, You know, Curly cries. Yeah. That, that's, that's it. The last we see him. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's it. He's out. Yep. And so, then basically it cuts to Shemp's funeral after that. Like, they're already three years later after, you know, Curly's been dead for a while. Now Shemp's dead. Yeah. And they, you know, Mo and Larry are just kind of like, well, I don't know what we do now. Well, they wait till 1957 and they start auditioning another guy named Curly Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's, this is a funny scene where, and also like, it's very sad where like all these bald guys just show up for this casting call. They're all trying to be the new Curly. You see them all practicing outside. And uh, it's just, it's pathetic. No, <laughs> really like, some of those guys, like, trying to do, like, the finger snaps and stuff, you would have thought, like, 
you would have at least tried that for a while at home. Yes. It, to me, it's like you're trying not to get in, in, to be a part of the biggest comedy troupe in, in the world at that point, I would imagine. Like, at least famous and shit. Mm-hmm. You're not going to come down and like, oh, yeah, I wonder if I can do the finger snaps and the eye pokes. <laughs> it's like you would have practiced. Maybe they're just trying to refresh before they go in, make sure, because, you know, it's all about repetition, so the more know, you can do like, it, I guess. The guy trying to do, like, the finger snap and the hand clap thing all together, like, it almost looked like he'd never done it before. Like, wait, <laughs> yeah. what do I do? I clap and snap? Oh, I can't do that. I don't know. <laughs> That's all. Just that little stupid shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, they start. So they get a Curly Joe or whatever. Well, they get down to two people. There's uh, Joe and there's Curly Joe. The studio wants them to go with Joe because they have that Joe guy under contract. But then they got Curly Joe, who's the Stooges want to go with because they're like, this guy's funnier and he's more in line with our style. So let's go with him. But the studio overrules him. It's like, here's Joe. <laughs> You're getting this guy. Yeah. And he did suck in real life. Like, I always hate him whenever, whenever there's a Joe episode on. I was like, oh, this guy. What a whiner. How many Joes did they make? Um, Not a whole lot. It's pretty rare, but it's mostly just him being like, oh, you're mean. Not so hard. Oh. <laughs> He's just such a whiny bitch. Like Snagglepuss. Yeah, like I hated <laughs> that guy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even really remember Joe. I remember Curly Joe. I don't remember Joe. Oh, yeah. He was, he was sadly around for a little bit. Huh. Did not like him. He was not taking a pie. He just didn't want it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just so weird. He's in a Three Stooges thing, and he's like, nope, no pies in the face for me. Yeah. Like, you were in the wrong act, buddy. So at this point, like, Larry and Mo are just chilling on the beach or whatever, and Larry's like, we should just retire, man. Yeah. And Mo's like, this hell no. Yeah. I was taking a drink. Um, I was like, hell <laughs> no. And Larry's like, you know, we've been at the dance too long. And Mo's like, you know, it's going to happen. Let's just let's just see what happens. But then Cohen dies. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So there goes their whole. He was the guy who was dedicated. To like, Oh, as long as I'm alive, we'll still keep making these shorts. But yeah. then he dies. And, you know, people kind of move on. Yeah. But the young kid that we've seen throughout the movie, there's a young kid that's been hounding Mo. We we, we really yeah, Joel Edgerton. Yeah, we, we haven't. Now who do, who's that guy? Anybody famous? Uh, yeah, Joel Edgerton is the actor's name. Um, he he's been in a lot of things recently. Um, like that movie, The Gift. I think he actually wrote that or uh, directed that. That movie with Jason uh, Jason Bateman. Is it a horror? And, uh, yeah, it was kind of a horror movie. Rebecca Hall. Oh, it's from 2015. Yeah. Is it good? It's pretty good. I liked it. It's not like straight horror, but it's 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 horror-ish, horror thriller. It's All pretty right. good. Right. Um, he's been in a lot of things. He uh, he was also Uncle Owen in like the Star Wars prequels. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I remember him? So he he eventually did go on to have a bit more of a career after this. So that was kind of cool to see him. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's he's going after Mo, trying to talk him into doing this revival. He's like, we're going to get the studios back together, put you on the road. And it's like, it's the perfect time because they're going to start showing the shorts on TV. So it'll be syndicated and it'll bring a whole new audience to your stuff again. And you'll be like super popular. And, and Mo's just like, ah, no, no, we're done. Like when people don't laugh, it's not very fun and it just kind of kills your soul. So <laughs> I don't want to do that. Yeah. But now but, at this point, he's finally kind of coming around. And he's like, I guess. So, yeah, there's a scene where, like, uh, it's current day. They they bring the kid over to the house. Mo's like, come to my house. I'm having a barbecue. Mo, Mo burns a big fucking plate of chicken. Like, Curly Joe's there, I guess. Is that Curly Joe? Yep. Okay, that's Curly Joe. He's there. So... I don't know. The kid talks him in. Everybody's like, what do you think, Mo? And Mo's like, all right, man, I'm the leader. So Mo's like, yeah, we're going <laughs> to do it. So they get on the train for Boston like the next day. Um, so basically the kid now, he's talking to Mo's wife. I think it's Mo's yeah. wife. Right. And he's like, uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if anybody's showing up to this shit. <laughs> they just aired those shorts last night. I don't know. Yeah, we have no ratings yet. We don't know yeah, how they did. And she's like, "What's what's that mean? Ratings? <laughs> you know, people people were watching TV or whatever. What? <laughs> anyways, um, how do you measure that? Oh, you know, we test like three people and just assume what the rest of the country is doing. Yeah, it's a great system. It is. So <laughs> they don't shoot. Sh- they don't know if anybody's even coming to Boston to see it. Like we have no idea. And she's like, keeps reiterating the point. Like, this is a big deal to these guys. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you, you promised them like big things. That you, hopefully you deliver. Cause they, they, they bought into your bullshit. Yeah. Now, now she's worried and he's definitely worried that he talked them into something that may just blow up in all their faces. And they're like rehearsing on the train there. And it, it's off. Like it ain't funny. The bartender's just like, what? While they're yeah. doing it, like everything's off, and, like nothing's going right. Hey, I wonder how long they had to prepare. Yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't know what the actual time frame was there. Like in real life, yeah, who knows? Like when they're at the barbecue and they all decide to go, he's like, "We're leaving tomorrow morning," and they're like, "What?" <laughs> but I'm sure, you know, who knows? I don't know how real this shit is. Yeah, exactly. A lot of compressed time, I think. Okay, so uh, long story short, they finally get to, off the train. They, they they take some cabs to the theater and they show up. And what happens? Uh, so they're waiting behind behind the stage, and here, it sounds like there's a lot of people. And somebody kind of peeks out, and sure enough, there's a shit ton of people there, packed house, full house. Yep. Place like, hey, let's take a He's like, let's go change or whatever. And they're like, yeah, fuck that. We're here. Let's just do this shit. They were ready to go. They just walk out and everyone cheers. And they didn't even do anything, it looks like. They're just cheering that these guys are there. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Hi, guys. Hello. Hey, you're still alive. Hey, who's the new guy? (laughs) Um. But basically, at that point, we just get, like, you know, the Stooges were the best. Like, you know, the, the script on the screen telling you what happened from that point forward. Yeah. It sounds like this was apparently a very big revival. And uh, they became one of the most, you know, popular touring acts ever after this. And uh, they actually finally made some money after 
after launching this tour. Yep, they said he oh, became nice. one of the most well-paid comedy acts or whatever in history. Yeah. So they got their monies. Hell yeah. That's all it's about. And they're just like, yeah, they were one of the most enduring acts too. Like this thing went on forever. <laughs> like they they made you know a living being a stooge for fifty years or more. And that's where that's you know they, that's where the movie ends right there. That's that's it. Yeah, and then he just kind of says, yeah, Larry died, you know, he died in 72 or whatever, and Moe died a couple months later. And I think Curly Joe, they briefly mentioned, died in, like, the 90s or something like that. Yeah, he said his his Stooges years were the best years of his life. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Like, if all of a sudden I was in the kids in the hall, like, if, if Dave oh, called me up and said, hey, you want to be in the kids in the hall? I'd be like, all right. <laughs> yeah. yeah the best years of my life. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll join an already fucking well-established comedy troupe. Sure. <laughs> yeah, especially if they're just like, all right, you don't even have to come up with characters. You just fucking do what, you know, Dave Foley used to do. <laughs> just be Dave Foley. <laughs> these are the days I know, I know. These are the days I know. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great what a job that would be god i can't wait for that kids in the hall reboot yeah that's gonna be so good yeah i saw them on tour not too long ago and it was fucking fantastic oh man you got a favorite I, I oh bruce yeah it's always bruce definitely bruce yeah yeah <laughs> he was number one yeah but they're all good that's the the good thing is it's like they kept it small to these five guys and they're all good. Yeah. I love, I, yeah, I do. There's nobody I don't like in that, in that, in there. Yeah. They all work well together and they're all funny. I love that show so much. <laughs> I was just rewatching that not too long ago. Well, go watch Chappelle show. Yeah, I'm going to. Yeah. I definitely will. I'm rich, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, that was the Three Stooges movie. That Overall, was pretty pretty good I, for a TV I movie. I it an eight out of ten. Wow, like it's a good I, solid watch. Yeah, I mean it's it's, it, it's not a comedy. Yeah, it's not boring. Like you, you're always kind of interested. You do get some good nuggets and stuff like yeah. that. So it well, is pretty again, interesting. No idea the percentage of truth in this movie. This could be like seven exactly. percent truthful. I have no idea, but it's interesting enough to watch it. Especially <laughs> if you don't know anything about I don't I you know, like I said, like we've talked about, I watched them as a kid, love it, all that kind of stuff, but I didn't know too much about their personal lives or this you know, the contracts with studios and Ted Healy's. I didn't know anything like that. Same. Yeah, I'd never done any kind of research like that. That's kind of why I watched this at the time. I was like, I know nothing about these guys. <laughs> I would kind of like to know something about them. And yeah. for for that, I think it did its job. Yeah. Yeah, good, solid movie. Yeah. Not and, too shabby. One other thing I should mention, um, I did find out that Curly, apparently, um, he shot himself in the, like, in the foot or the leg when he was a kid. So he kind of had a weird limp most of his life, and apparently that's why he walked like that. Like it was to try to cover up the limp. <laughs> oh, I didn't he know. He walked kind of comically exaggerated, like it was all trying to cover up that limp. Wanna be one of them. 
It sounds like it sounds like the old days really were just very dangerous. Nothing but kids getting injured. Yeah. It's, it's surprising anyone made it to adulthood. Well, that's what I'm saying. When you when you became a man there, you were a fucking man. Like nowadays, yeah. it's like, oh, I, I can go two days without charging my phone. Like that's when you become a man. <laughs> I've played Call of Duty for three days straight. Yeah. Not having to get up. Now I'm a man. I wasn't camping or nothing. I was in the middle of it. <laughs> Straight Mountain Dew and fucking bullshit, man. Yeah. This whole country's yeah. garbage, Jank. It is. <laughs> yeah, kind of seems like it. It's a dumpster fire. <laughs> what else about uh, the Stooges can we talk about? You got anything else? Um, well, let's talk a little bit about something we teased the other day, um, and who's our favorite Stooges. Oh, okay. Because um, I know you had mentioned you had a, a surprising pick for your number one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, I really do. <laughs> um, number one is Larry. Yeah. I love Larry. I've always loved Larry. To be fair, like I love all three of them and would not want to ever, you know, sacrifice any of them. Even Shemp, I did, I, I did like Shemp. He, yes. he definitely grew on me. Yeah. But um, I think of the main three, or uh, Larry would probably be number three. See, no, Larry, <laughs> Larry is one. Mo is third. Ooh. Yeah, Mo is. <laughs> so you got Cur- Curly right in the middle. Yep. Yeah, I think Curly is my number one. Probably Mo number two. Mm-hmm. I, I, it makes sense. I mean, I just I don't know what it is. Larry's visually striking, and he is that he's he the is. more subdued of the three, and I, I like that about him. Like he's always like Larry's always he don't get too worked up that often. Yeah, I kind of think that's why he's my number three. Is like to me, Larry's a little bit of the Ronnie of the group. <laughs> 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 like he doesn't have anything that's just purely his own. Like he's kind of he's kind of he's dumb, but he's not as dumb as Curly or exaggerated. And he's kind of mean, but he's not as mean as Mo. All right. It's kind of like how Ronnie's just like, yeah, here's Ronnie. We didn't really know what to do with him. <laughs> Like, you got Vic, who's, like, the cool leader. You got Lem, who's, like, the, the conscience of the group. And then you got Shane, who's the hothead, who does stupid things. But Roddy, he's even-keeled, and, you know, he's the straight man. He just kind of, <laughs> he does the right thing, but doesn't really do anything flashy. You got a burnt cheek. <laughs> yeah, that's his thing. <laughs> What's his personality like? He's got a burnt cheek he's, yeah. and a beard. <laughs> the man had a beard. Uh-huh. <laughs> Did you ever watch that Mr. Plinkett review of uh, the Star Wars prequels? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, it's so good. Especially the like the first one for, uh, whatchamacallit, um, Phantom yeah. Menace. They're <laughs> just ripping on the characters. He's like, I'm going to interview these people. Like, describe this Star Wars character, but you can't describe their physical appearance or how they dress, just their personality. And it's like, Han Solo. And they're all like, oh, yeah, he's this dashing rogue, and, you know, he's sarcastic, and doesn't he pretends he doesn't care about others and all this kind of stuff. And then they're like, Qui-Gon Jinn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> think he had a beard. <laughs> <laughs> the man had a beard. 
Do you know you know what quote you know what that's a quote from? No. Uh Talladega Nights. Oh shit. I haven't seen that in a while. The man had a beard. <laughs> I like to imagine my Jesus is a little old baby. <laughs> that whole like that whole dynamic at the dinner table and shit with you know Ricky oh, Bobby yes. and fucking, you know, uh John C. Riley and the family. <laughs> Shut up, Chip! I will come at you like a spider monkey. Uh, <laughs> the, the grandkids are awesome. It, it, that, that, that movie's very fucking good, too. Will Ferrell and John C. Riley are so good together, except Not for always. Sherlock and Holmes. Or, Sherlock Holmes yeah. blows, man. Yeah, that was such a brutal fucking movie. I don't know how that went so badly. I know, like, 20 minutes into it, I was like, what is going on? I don't understand <laughs> if I'm supposed to be laughing or not at this, because I am not laughing. And I was like, fuck this movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I sadly saw it in the theater. Oh. oh Don't I feel like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I hear you. That's one of those bad decisions. Bad, so bad that, decisions. Oh, God. Is there more to that or no? No, no, no. Go ahead. Oh. So then I would imagine then, you know, Curly Joe, then Joe. That's how we rate the Stooges. Yeah. 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 Shemp number four and then yeah. Curly Joe, then Joe. Very way at the bottom. Yes. <laughs> you know who else was good in those movies, though, were some of the supporting people who would, like, show up in everything. Like, there was that more heavier set guy um, who was always just kind of, like, the leader of things. He'd always be, like, a, you know, a lawyer or something. Or like a judge or something like that. Yeah, I kind of remember. It's been a long time though. Or that blonde Scafoot who was always like, you know, like the the bad girl. She was always working for the mob or something like that. I want to say at one point, like maybe Larry's wife was in a bunch of these. Oh, I could see that. That might have been later. And then they made some movies and stuff, like not with Curly, but not and not shorts, like full length pictures. Because I remember one where, like, they they went into space. They're on, like, a rocket ship. And it's not great. I think they were a little bit older at this point. And I want to say there was one where, like, they do Jack and the Beanstalk. But that might have been a short, though. I can see that. Yeah, I don't remember seeing that one. I don't know. It was good. Did you ever play the, uh, the Three Stooges Nintendo game when you were a kid? No. Oh, shit. I used to rent that one all the time. Even though looking back at it, it's not that great of a game, but <laughs> for what? some reason when I was a kid, I loved it. What do you do with that? you just like, oh, you got to slap Larry 18 times in 30 yeah. seconds. <laughs> You're not too far off. Um, basically, I think the whole point of the game is like there's this orphanage that's going to get you know foreclosed on, and all these kids are going to have no place to live unless you can get enough rent money to keep the place open. And you basically have, I think, 30 days or something to do it. And uh, there's, like, this little board where uh, it'll this hand will go back and forth. And you have to stop it on something good and not on one of the bad things. And then if you stop it on one of the good things, sometimes you'll just randomly get money. But usually there's, like, a mini game of some kind that you have wow. to, to win money. Um, there's a trivia thing, which is always, like, Three Stooges trivia questions. Those were always super hard because it was all stuff like, hey – when did uh, they do their first short? Like, what year? It's like, I don't fucking know. I'm a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's no internet. How am I supposed to know this? 
Um, but then there was ones that were based off of like uh, the actual like uh, shorts and stuff like that. Like the one where Curly is trying to eat the the crackers out of the oyster soup. Yeah. Like there's that in there where basically you're holding the spoon and you got to try to grab the the crackers before the oysters can get them. Ah. <laughs> um, there's the one where uh, this is on Nintendo. Yeah, on Nintendo. I'm going to look it up. See if I can um, box. There's one where you're playing as Larry, and uh, it's the boxing one where he's got to play Pop Goes the Wheel so Curly could win in the boxing match. So yeah. he's running down the street, and there's all kind of obstacles in the way, and you got to try to dodge the obstacles and get it done in time. Um, there's one that's like a big pie fight, so that one's cool. You're like throwing pies at these rich people, <laughs> trying to hit as many as you can. Um what is happening? Like, here's the thing, Jank. Like, I had Nintendo. I was so into Nintendo. Hell yeah. How do I not know there was a Three Stooges game? It's not like the. It's not like you know there was two thousand games back there. There were seventy five games. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, how do I not know there was a Three Stooges game? Let alone not. Like, I could see. Like, yeah, I never bought it. I never played it because you know a lot of those games. You just bought off the box. So, mm-hmm. you know, you really, you know, at 40 bucks a pop, you really had to be sure you, what you were buying was something you wanted. So I would have never oh, bought yeah. a Three Stooges game. But I don't even remember seeing a Three Stooges game. I mean, this was one. It's not like this was some hard to find, you know, Japanese import or something like that. Like, this was a real game that, like, the video stores would have and stuff for rent. So, huh. yeah, this was, this was a popular popular thing yeah i'm looking at the images of the games and stuff it looks terrible <laughs> it does yeah <laughs> like i mean the one with uh the oyster thing though it does look like curly i'll give it that like they do do a good job oh yeah it does look like him yeah I see. yeah that. that was pretty good um there's one where it was like a hospital thing and i think you're trying to push a stretcher and it's like a vertical kind of race thing where you're trying to avoid obstacles and stuff like that. So it was all kind of little mini games like that. But not not fun. I mean, when I was a kid, I liked it. But looking back, it's it's all so repetitive and just not not a lot there. Uh, not very fun. That's no good. I think like you had to get like twenty thousand dollars or something, which is a lot. <laughs> like you had to pretty much do everything perfectly, or else you had no shot. I don't think I ever beat that game. It's like Spy Hunter. <laughs> There's just no end to it. <laughs> so many Nintendo games were hard. Yeah. You think they'd be so easy, but yeah. a lot of them were pretty tough. Hell yeah, they were. All right, what else with this? Are we done? Um, I think so. Yeah, I don't have. Is there anything we haven't covered? No, I mean, we can't even do, like, the recasting, because, like, oh, who would Vic be? Well, I guess probably, <laughs> and then Shane would have to be Larry. Yeah. <laughs> I would say Moe's Claudette. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> I guess Dutch is Shemp. <laughs> uh, yeah, Dutch could be Shemp. And then Curly, or Joe could be... Billings. <laughs> Just a whiner. Curly who would Curly Joe be? Um I guess he would be Danny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we didn't really want you in here, but we had to, so 
Yeah. There you go. Pregnant Danny. <laughs> that seems All right. fair. <laughs> so we're getting ready for season six here, Jank, of the, of the Shield. What, what can we expect? Ooh, let's see. Well, first off, there's something I guess we got to talk about um, when we do the next episode. I'll send you a link. There was like a season six prequel, like online prequel that they put out at the time. I think it's only a couple minutes long, but it's basically another scene where we get to see Lem before he died. So, so that's how it's going. So I'll send you a link. We'll talk about that when we start season six. All right. And let's see. Other than that, we got, you know, the strike team going after whoever killed Lem. You know, <laughs> we all know who it is. Yeah. I didn't um, know. Yeah. <laughs> it kept it a mystery to you, even though you've yeah. seen the show. Yeah, I really thought he sacrificed himself. <laughs> oh, not so much. Yeah. Yep, that's how everything went south. Is this the season that Bob Odenkirk shows up? <laughs> Uh, no. Uh, you know who is going to show up this season? Somebody we haven't seen in a while. Uh, the canine lady. Ooh, God, I wish. All right. Uh, good looking. I like that lady. Seen in a while. Nope. No, thank God. Uh, that would be terrible. No one wants that in their lives. One close? Uh, nope. Sadly, no, she never came back. Acevedo's wife? <laughs> Maybe. <All right>. <laughs> it has been a while since we saw her. Um, I'll, just, I'll keep singing the song. Getting closer. What? Rocky. Uh-huh. Someone from the Rocky franchise has been on this show already. Oh, Carl Weathers. Yeah. Oh, Christ. Yeah, I forgot about Carl Weathers. He's awesome. Hell yeah. He'll be back for an episode. Oh, just one episode? Yeah. <laughs> just a quick stop by. Hey, this guy's still alive. Well, it's better than no episodes. Yeah, always. I, I'm never going to turn my nose up at some more Carl Weathers. Oh, nice. Okay, okay. Duh. Carl Weathers. Yeah, we got some uh, some more stri- strike teams going to obviously change like we talked about. Um, there will be two new members to the strike team this, this year. Oh, is it, is it that girl from the other team? The uh, What were they called? The Oh, the decoy squad? Oh, decoy squad. What was it? <laughs> Trish? Uh, Trish, yeah, you love Trish. Uh, is it Trish? Uh, it is not Trish. Does Trish show up at all? <laughs> I don't think so. Fucking A, Kurt, <laughs> Sean Ryan, you motherfuckers. <laughs> you pieces of shit. You sons of bitches. <laughs> I wonder if you even get a mention like that one weird episode there. Like, hey, Waylon's on the phone. Yeah. You're not going to hear him. Yeah. <laughs> he even popped back up that one episode, though. You got to see him for a minute or whatever, right? Um, did we? Uh, maybe past, not. Yeah, I think after season three, no. All right. It's just uh, he, yeah, he's on the phone. He gave us some info. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, we'll we'll talk about this off the air. What I was gonna. All do. right. Yeah, we'll talk about that off the air. Okay. Well, I think uh, I think we covered it all here. 
So season six will probably drop. Let's look. So this will like so Monday's gonna be our season finale, right? Um, that'll be Wednesday. Uh, the season finale should go up, and then a week from then will be when the the uh, this one goes up, and then that next Monday we should be back with uh, with two episodes that week. All right. Which, uh, this will be a weird one because this is the only season that has an even number of episodes. So there really won't be a week where we have just the one season finale episode to talk about. Ah, all right. <laughs> It'll just be two a week and then, then we're done with season six. Huh. All right. That works. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. Have, uh, have you given any thought to what you want to do about the, uh, the recap? Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that off the air. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. All right, well, I guess that's it. We'll talk to you very soon to start season six, the penultimate season. Mm. Till then, bye, motherfuckers. Bye. Well, me and my friends, we all love to see comedy classics on late night TV. Those knuckleheads love to get in a scuffle. The push and the shove doing the curly shuffle. Hey, Mo, hey, Mo, hey, Mo. Well, uh, yuck, 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 yuck.